Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> yes, sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the most favorite, the most liked, and the most exciting sports podcast to listen to. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald Podcast. Double D. <laughs> yeah, Baba Shop Sports, baby. We're coming at you straight off script, giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world. Hold on. Let's go ahead and pull up a chair and chop it up. Oh my goodness, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about that NFL wild card playoffs, baby. Guaranteed to be guaranteed to be a one-on-one chicken sauce dinner. We're going to talk about the matchups, how they got there, and what to expect. But D, my man, I got something to ask you. What's going on? Got something on my mind, baby. Listen. Is C.J. Stroud the new face of the NFL? Talk to me. Uh, I think that's too quick to say. Too quick? Yeah, that's too early to say. We got some people. Come on, man. <laughs> we got some people. In the I'm league. ready. Yeah, we got people in the league who's been doing this. I, we still got Patrick Mahomes. We still got uh, that boy Jalen Hurts up there. Um, it's, it's just too early to say. He did have a great rookie year, which we already know how sometimes – Baker Mayfield had a great rookie year. So, you know what I'm saying? It's something that I don't want to put that on him too early. And then, you know, once you give him that title and says he underperforms just a little bit compared to this year, next year. But I think he can hold it. I think his shoulders is broad enough to hold it. Because think about it now. Let's chop this up. Patrick Mahomes, man, that sizzle is getting to be a little cooler now. It ain't as hot as what it was, okay? And I think the next game they're going to play, I don't even know if it's on national TV or not, bro. It should be. It's the wild card playoff. I'm just saying, man. I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm just your Dolphins. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's that time. It's not that time. Yeah, not to give them that. Okay, okay. Check this out, then. I still got something to ask you about. Which happens first? Patrick Mahomes get traded or Andy Reid get replaced? Oh, Andy Reid get replaced before Patrick Mahomes get traded. How soon do you think that's gonna happen? I don't think it happens no time soon. You don't think so? You they pops, underperform pops, pops, so bad. Pops, pops, pops. <laughs> you 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 wavering a little bit here because yeah, you're checking. You you love to say until it's proven otherwise, they still are defending. They just came off one. They are, and they're back in the playoffs. And, and true, it's cool to think that they underperform by their standards. Okay, but not by the standards of what actually is going on. <laughs> I got to ask these questions because the people want to know. Okay, that's cool. Well, let's go here for a second. How you feel about this coaching carousel in the NFL? Now, check it out and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we got Commanders, Panthers, Atlanta, Chargers, and Raiders. All those are openings, right? Titans. And the Titans? Yeah. Okay, you start where you want to start. You tell me how you feel. Um, Chargers, they just need to bring in somebody with common sense because they got too much talent on that roster to be in the situation they're in. Same thing. Um, out there in Atlanta, I know they got to figure out that quarterback situation, but too many, too many, too much talent on that roster to be just squandered. And I get they was right there in in the hunt, you know, they was fighting for the playoffs up until week eighteen. But it's just y'all have so much talent on that offensive side of the ball. I understand Desmond Ritter is not your quarterback of the future. You figure that out, and you get somebody in there who's just knows how to put you guys in winning positions. That's that's it. Um, Panthers are a little bit more challenging because you're you're basically coming in 
starting from scratch because you didn't see anything last year. You don't have anything to really build off of coming. You're going to have to come in and build this thing up from scratch pretty much. You do have your franchise quarterback um, just because of what we gave up to get him. So you know who your quarterback will be next year. Uh, you got to figure out that raw receiver room and, and figure out who you're going to pay as far as like Brian Burns and things like that. Um, they've, they've already looked at a lot of offensive coordinators. Uh, like they're, they're requesting us to speak to a lot of offensive coordinators around the league and a lot of people who's had success with young are quarterbacks who people have gave up on already, as such as Ben Johnson out in Detroit with Jerry Goff such as the offensive coordinator for the Bengals with Joe Burrow. Um, things like that. Those, I, I see that that's the, the way we're trying to go. And then we we do got some people like a Dan Quinn who's just been around the league that they're looking into too. So it, it'll be interesting. The only thing I don't agree with as far as job searches, um, it shouldn't be a search in Las Vegas. It shouldn't even be Y'all shouldn't even open interviews. You yeah. yeah, because, listen, uh, your boy Devontae Adamson already said that's who they want. And uh, like you said about morale and chemistry and uh, what Antonio Pierce have already shown, uh, I, 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 I didn't, I, it's kind of questioned me that it was even up for grabs for the head coaching position right there. And I get why you do have the interviews and things like that, but I hope it's just um, – What's the checking all the boxes? Mm-hmm. I hope it's doing the, okay, we just go check all the boxes. We already are, you know, going into it with a mindset of we know who we who we want and things like that. But you don't want to bring in a new guy after your team has shown such support for the guy who stepped in. And, and then got y'all, you guys were fighting. You guys did mathematically have a chance to make a playoffs in them last two weeks. Um, You don't want to bring a new guy in there, and that's an uphill battle that he has to win already turned around the team but also getting them to buy in all over again. Mhm. Mhm. So who you who you think is going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders next year? That's it won't be somebody on that roster. Right. Yeah, yeah that's why be, I was trying that I was kind of thinking. It won't be anybody. It wouldn't be anybody. Somebody got roster. to get the ball to Devontae Adams. Yeah, it okay. wouldn't be anybody on that roster. Um we seen Antonio Pierce isn't he Jimmy G wasn't his guy. Jimmy G was not this guy, and Jimmy G played terrible when he was available. He played terrible. Um, Aiden, Mc- Aiden O'Connell did have some flashes at the end of the year, but I think that just proved he can be a solid backup. He can be a serviceable backup. You got to go find you a guy who can go out there and even if you the 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 what's the the um cursed word that everybody hates to say. Even if you go find you a a game manager, right? Yeah. The GM, <laughs> you know, go find yeah, your game manager, find your GM. That's still, game manager, baby. You still got a great defense on that other side of the ball. You still got a, a Josh Jacobs who you can give the ball off to, and you got a Devontae Adams who makes the job easier for any quarterback. Hall of Fame receiver, baby. Man, you got to get it to him. You know, y'all got a great opportunity. Y'all just got to fill out these pieces. And then the Tennessee job is, I don't think Mike Frable deserved to get fired. Mm-hmm. I don't think he deserved to get fired. Um, he once he got in there, those guys were all you know. Tennessee Titans was a perennial playoff force. They was winning that AFC South. Um, you know what I'm saying? But he has front office didn't do him any favors. Trading away AJ Brown, trading away Kevin Byer. You know, um, they didn't help in that situation. Um, then you get. Derrick Henry, who's been banged up these past couple years. You get Ryan Tannehill, who's, you know, he was never the top 
tier quarterback, but he was serviceable. He started to decline. You bring in Malik Willis, he turned out to be a bust. You bring in Will Levis, who was just an energy. You know, he brought some excitement to it, but he's not winning you games. And now that as soon as, you know, I think they missed the playoffs last year too. And, it, and it's like, he's out the door. But before Mike Vrabel got there, Tennessee Titans was, you know what I'm saying? Y'all weren't in the conversation of anything. Nobody was thinking about Tennessee. Mike Vrabel actually got you guys back into relevancy. Y'all was a relevant football team. And they're soon, you know what I'm saying? I just don't like the, I just don't like the short leash that they are giving some of these coaches. I got you. And it's very interesting because the the Tennessee Titans did win their last game. With that win, it put in the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. And knocked out Jacksonville. Exactly. Did them a great favor. So you ended that season on a very high note in everything you just said. Like you say, the man probably still deserved to be there, bro. It's a writing on the wall thing. I think Derrick Henry knows he's gone. He, he, Where he going? Whoever picks him up, I have no idea. But whoever gets him is still getting six three. Two, Green eight. Bear take him. Hey, you but you guys have that type of running style in um, AJ Dillon. Yeah, but his finger hurt. But I mean, we in the playoffs nah, though. But, but I mean, if you got a chance to sign a Derrick Henry type of guy, you take a Derrick Henry. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you got a chance to grab him, if uh, Panthers, I don't see why he would want to come here. But hey, we would love to have you. He might turn him into a winner contender. We would love to have you, and Miles Sanders can go wherever, whoever wants him. Derrick Henry, come make a visit Y'all in Carolina. Come. But yeah, he's gonna be a great thing, uh, and I think Mike Vrabel will pick up a job pretty easily. It might not be as a head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, something like that. defensive coordinator. Something, I think he's more of a defensive minded guy. Special teams. Yeah, he'll, he'll find a job. You know, special assistant. Something like, <laughs> he'll find a job somewhere. Um, um, it's just it's it's a mess down there in Tennessee right now. What hey, what about them commanders, baby? You, now you you know that job is wide open, and there's been so much speculation with this thing, man. From Bill Belichick to the newest guy on the block. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now the thing about it is when you think about that situation and everything, we already know about uh, uh, Sam Howell and everything. He didn't have no offensive line, but. Eric B., one of the greatest offensive coordinators in the league. So that's probably a more, um, I guess, attractive job than, than a lot. Rob. Than a lot. Um, even if you come in and you keep an Eric B. as your offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if they hire. I, we've, already, uh, we've already put in our vote of Eric B. should get a chance. But say they go a different route, keep Eric B. They got the number two pick. Bring in one of those top, you know, one of those highly touted quarterbacks in this draft class, um, and and get to work, get to work. Um, you know, before I was saying Sam Howell is your bridge quarterback, but getting that number two pick changes everything. Everything it changes everything. But they got a good foundation to build on. There's no disrespect to Sam Howell. Is is just. That ugly side of the business, because if they was in that mid, you know, in that mid part of the draft, and we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. And if they didn't trade their defense away, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. But um, yeah, Montez Sweat really ended the year leading two teams in set. <laughs> Think about it. That just shows like you gave up your sack leader, and nobody else stepped up at all. Like nobody, and y'all only had to get seven. 
<laughs> Ball watching. It's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> All right, check this out. Let's chop up these wild card games and matchups, man, and the possible results. Oh, my goodness. Must see TV. Up first, we got them Browns versus the Texans. So you got C.J. Stroud and everything coming off a wonderful win, okay? Great great job with that and everything, okay? And then you have uh, the Browns with, with Joe Flacco. This is a very interesting matchup to me because we know Joe Flacco has experience in this thing. Got a Super Bowl ring under his belt and everything. Then you got C.J. Stroud. Really want to stamp his, uh, put a stamp on what he's able to to do. Talk to me. Browns, Texans. Um it's a hard game for me to um to pick this Texan squad just because of what this Cleveland Browns defense can do and what injuries has done to this Houston Texans offense. He's limited as far as the weapons that'll be available to him. And going into a game against this defense is not ideal that you don't have every weapon at you know, at your fingertips. Even though last game your boy Nico Collins bumped it up, it's you know, but it's it's a lot to ask for for him to do that again yeah. in the playoffs against the Browns postseason. It's a lot to ask for. It's gonna have to somebody else is gonna have to step up. You're gonna have to see some um, more running Singletary in that backfield. Damian Pierce, um, Robert Woods might have to have a bigger game than what he's been doing all year. Is it's possible? But it's going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be, you guys, you're going to have to come out and nearly play a perfect game against this Cleveland um, defense. And then I just don't think Joe Flacco gives you any extra opportunities in this playoff game because he knows how valuable possessions is. Now, let's not forget about that three interception game that he had and everything or whatever. And that will be easy to do, too. But like you say, you're going up against a different team. Yeah, it's, it's totally different. Um, regular season versus playoffs, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what his third game playing. It's kind of that knocking the the rust and dust kind off, of getting back into it. And I think that was the most that was the most where they tried to air the ball out in this time span of Joe Flacco being their quarterback. I think that was the more okay, we gonna throw the ball downfield type. I don't think they go back to that because they seen what it resulted in first. And I just think they're smart enough to know what type of football they need to play. Um, D'Amico Ryan is great, great coach. I'm pretty sure he will put these guys in a position to have a chance to win it. It's just going to be hard. It's, I see it being a tough battle for them to get over this Cleveland Browns team. Okay, well, well, talk to me then. Well, give me a score on that thing then. Is it even going to be close? Yeah. Because think- C.J. Stroud, he did stand tall in the pocket last game. He got popped a couple of times. But like you said, it's a, it's an uphill battle just of, of the matchup. Yeah. So wh- who you, what you got on that score on that one? Um, I'm going to go 2014. Okay. All right, 2014. I got you. Well, listen, how about this right here then? This is a very interesting type situation. Uh, we got those Chiefs. And them dolphin kicks. Now, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks or so, maybe even more, the Dolphins have kind of been underachieving. And they only managed to get 14 points the last game that they played against a highly, highly uh, octane offense with uh, Tyreek Hill out there. Uh, And then we know what the Chiefs are and what they've been doing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and all of them boys been trying to figure it out on the offensive side of the ball all season long. Okay, so what you kind of got when you look at this matchup between the Chiefs and the Dolphins, man, for this wild card matchup? Mm. 
it's just I'm trying to think. There, the thing that excited everybody about Miami early on and throughout the season was the way they could put up points. That explosive offense. It hasn't looked as explosive in these last five years. I told you they should have went for the record. Ain't nobody going to remember that 70 next season. It, it I, you should have went for the record. Went down into the books. They would have remembered that. Yeah, but it, it does not. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what the um, change has been. His defense is uh, adjusted to what they're seeing. But it just doesn't look as explosive as it has earlier on in the season. Um, now the Chiefs. We know what they can do. We do know what they can do. We need. We just need to see it from these wide receiver groups. You know what I'm saying? Because we, everybody knows Patrick Mahomes. Isaiah Pacheco has came onto the scene and he's been one of the better backs in the league. One of the most consistent backs in the league. Um, Travis Kelsey. We know about Travis Kelsey. The defense has played amazing. Chris Jones is having a resurgence on that defensive line for them. It comes down to can they catch the ball. Absolutely, I, that's exactly what I was thinking about. That's all. It, I think that's all it comes down to on that Chiefs side is can people catch the ball? Y'all had the most drops in the NFL, and most of them was by your wide receivers. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, and it doesn't need to happen in the playoffs. Right. It's just the, that's the bottom line of it. Um, We're gonna go home, baby. That's the bottom line of it, and I think Patrick Mahomes, being the guy that he is, being have you know making it to what three of them. Winning two, um, just the he knows what he needs out of these guys because he knows what he's gonna give you. I, I think he has these these guys ready to go. I think he has them ready to go. And Andy Reid is a great coach. I think he's gonna start. I want to say simplifying it, but finding ways to make these guys be effective out there on the on the outside. Uh, yeah, because when when you think about that and what you just said, listen, Patrick Mahomes is still playing his same game. Ain't nothing changed with that. Okay. From from the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl runs, the rings, and everything, his game ain't changed. It's still the same. Like you said, it's the receivers. That's what's done changed. They don't forgot how to catch the ball. Yeah. Okay, so that's something that you definitely have to look at. And then when you look at the Dolphins side of the ball, uh, the teams done figured out that TNT connection, that Tua Tyreek. Okay, they covering it now. Yeah, you gonna have to. Well, Mike McDaniel's man. Uh, you listen. First of all, it looked to me like he was the mad scientist, baby. But you know his experiments has been failing these past couple of games. Okay, been looking a little raggle. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm saying. As as far as that explosive is is where that creativity. You know, where's the creativity that we've seen early on? Where you was getting wide open. It was it was just wide open schemes. Like you was just scheming people wide open. Um, you gotta you gotta adjust to Tyreek Hill being taken out. It's not. I'm not saying like he's just gonna disappear from the game. But people are putting in extra effort to limit what he does to them, limit the effect he has on the game. You gotta find other ways to get other guys involved. Exactly. Now, now remember in a previous podcast, I talked to you about Robbie Anderson. Do he make an appearance, baby? Cause like you say, we ain't seen him. Last time I seen him on TV, he was on the sideline and he wasn't even dressed up with no pads yeah, on. I, was say, I mean, we seen the Chase Claypool uh, sighting for the Dolphins. So I mean, they, they might as well. Yeah, why not? At this point, they might as well. You gotta, you gotta just try different things. They haven't seen a Robbie Anderson look this whole season. Um, it'll be something different. It'll be something different. And this is the time when you try to do it. If he's ready to go, if he's ready to go, uh, yeah. I, I, I say figure out something. Mm-hmm. Figure out something. And then that just gives you extra speed. You guys are already the fastest team in the league. You bump it up a little bit. I, I don't see how it could negatively impact you. 
Exactly. Okay, give me a score on that with them Chiefs and Dolphins, baby. I do got Chiefs walking out of here just because of that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I got them winning this one 27-21. Cool. Now, check this out now. This is a very interesting matchup to taking the Titans win. And he put and they put both of these teams in, <laughs> and then these teams play each other. Now you got the Steelers versus the Bills. Okay, again, I'm gonna say it right here, right now. Mike Tomlin, Coach of the Year. I'm gonna put it out there, Coach of the Year, Mike Tomlin. Look it up, check it out. Now, with that being said, you got what Mason Rudolph is gonna be their starting QB. I think so. Okay, and then I just want to I want to put it like it is right here. Listen, Josh Allen cannot have the same performance, even though his numbers was pretty big as far as passing yards, cannot have the same performance he had on that last game of the regular season and expect to win this playoff game, okay, because he was out there gunslinging it, he was bazookering it, and all that other little adjectives you want to put to that, but man, them turnovers, man, is going to be very costly in the postseason, so you need to go ahead and chop up this Steelers Bills. This this, this, this the Bills game to lose, Um, but before I get into that, my rebuttal to you, you don't think D'Amico Reigns, coach of the year? Just the turnaround job he did out there? Nope. Mike Tomlin. I, I can understand it, but... Uh, hey, listen, listen, he, maybe, maybe next year. Show show me again, okay? But, hey, listen, Mike Tomlin tried and true, tested and perfected. I I mean... But, we, we hey, he could be a runner-up. <laughs> I don't know. I think you, I think you got to look at D'Amico Ryan's. Okay, man. well, we can look at him. That's cool, uh, okay. But, um... With this game, it, like I said, it's the Bills game to lose. Uh, it, it, like you said, it's going to be big on Josh Allen taking care of the ball and them getting some type of production on the run. Because we um, – now, luckily for them, T.J. Watt will not be playing this weekend. Mm. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt a lot. It's going to hurt a lot. Um, it should give him just a little bit more time back there to make his decisions. Um, it should allow just a little bit more wiggle room for James Cook to cook. Wiggle, um, wiggle. You know, uh, it's just going to be taking care of the ball. You, we, guys gonna, we know what you guys can do offensively. We know what Josh Allen can do um, as far as throwing and running the ball. Stephon Diggs and Stephon Diggs. We, we get all the name parts of the Bills. We get it. We got to see it be a full product for a full game. And this is – you guys shouldn't even – your defense got to come out. Don't give this offense a chance. They're not in the caliber of your team. Um, They're struggling. They don't have a solid quarterback. They, you know it's You go out there and you just get up early and you keep it that way. You make Mason Rudolph have to throw the ball a lot more. Um, Things like that. And I think you guys can do it. Like you said, Josh Allen is, is, is a lot on you. You got to take care of the ball. You can't give them extra possessions and – like I said every week, y'all cannot leave the door open. All right, so check this out. Before you even give me a score and go to that route and everything, say, for instance, that the Steelers is down at halftime. Do they put your biscuit in? I'm just asking. I mean, it's one to go home, baby. Yeah, but, I mean, in their situation, all their quarterbacks is the same to me. Yeah. All of them's the same to me. Well, then start Trubisky then. Just start him and everything. Mason Rudolph, kind of, he's won you some games at the end of this year. That is true. Okay. It's, it's a weird thing for them. Fourth quarter picket. The weird you thing know, is they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, but it's like, it's fourth quarter picket. We, we talked about what he does in fourth quarter of games as long as he got an opportunity. Right. Uh, 
Um, Mitchell Trubisky, we seen him come in and put up a decent game or two. Mason Rudolph came in at the very last part of the game and kept their playoff hopes. It's a weird dynamic of we got three and quarterbacks. Three three holes make a half. <laughs> maybe, maybe, whatever. Figure out whichever one of them does what best. Throw them all out there. We, Why not? We can see them all this game. If one of them, hey, we gotta go. We gotta go twenty plus. Whoever throws the farthest, get out there. Exactly. Whoever got the most accurate when we gotta get in, but go out there. Whoever the best runner. <laughs> Go out there. Make it do what it do. You gotta, okay. You got to do something. So, who you got winning this game with the scope? Uh, I got Bills 27-13. Um, All right. That's cool. Now, you know this next matchup and everything is near and dear to my heart. And also, we got who? America's team. Do I even need to call their name? I call it. Okay. We got the Packers. Green Bay. Green and yellow. Against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I want you to chop, and then I'll finish breaking the wood. Um, It's going to be tough for y'all boys. It is going to be a tough game. Um, We got to see about your, your wide receiver group. I know question, Washington is questionable. Romeo Dodge is questionable. A.J. Dillon is questionable. We got to see about who, who actually shows up. But the one thing that you can count on is that you will have joy and love. Absolutely, man. He's been playing his socks off. And that's something that you guys should be happy with. You know, um, I – do like you guys' defense. Now, we talk about your secondary a lot. Jair's going to have to have a great game guarding C.D. Lamb. And I want to see him shadow on C.D. Lamb. The whole entire game, even when he's switching sides of the field? Every time. Okay. Every time. This is that. This is that. Jair, love you. You're a Charlotte boy. You're, you're 704. You're, you know, you're one of us. You talk a lot. Mm-hmm. You talk a big game, Jair. You do. This is one of those games to back it up. And they and, and the Packers need you to back it up right here. Going to have to have his best game ever. We're going to need you to back it up right here. Because we've seen the Cowboys kind of have became one-dimensional on that side of the ball. They're not really getting a good push running the ball. And they don't really have a lot. That looks for CD every time. In the bigger games that they have scoring the ball, CD has he's been the face of it. He's been the... Yeah, I'm wide receiver one. He's, like I said, he said it, and he's backing it up. Jair, shut it down. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. He's supposed to be a shutdown corner anyway. It's that simple. You got that X Factor on man, boy. I mm-hmm. need to see that light up this game. It need to be glowing. I need to see that light <laughs> up this game. I X. Need to, you, you, you went out there against uh, coaches' orders and did the coin talk. All this stuff. This the time to make everybody forget about it. You go out there, you lock up CD. Ain't nobody gonna be talking about you getting suspended over a coin toss. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna care. And it's, you, you know, it's, you're doing it on the biggest stage of them all against the Cowboys in the playoffs. You know, half America is gonna be rooting against the Cowboys in the playoffs anyway. We got your back. We support you. That's I think that's what it's gonna be as far as you guys defensively. Um, I think running wise, I think you guys will be. You will fail very well in in this game against this run um this run offense for the Cowboys. Offensively, I think you guys need to establish a run game early. Aaron Jones had a great game. Number thirty three had a great game last game. That's what I seen against us mm-hmm. like in that Panthers game. Right. Um, you guys ran the ball so well early that we had no choice but to adjust in the like 
completely flip it, completely flip the switch to where we had to sell out against the run. That opens up those deeper passes, gives him a bigger window to make those. And Jordan Love has shown he can make some crazy dropping dimes all can, over he can the field. Put it in there. He can drop it in a bucket. Yeah. Um, and I just think early on, get that run game going. I hope AJ Dillon is healthy. I hope he gives you, cause that gives you just a little bit. When you get into those second and shorts, third and shorts, fourth and shorts, AJ Dillon is the guy I would think you guys want on the field. Right, right. You know, those tree trunk legs, it's hard to chop down. It is, it is. When I look at this game and everything, listen, um, one thing that I take and I do think about is uh, you're going to have to, like you said, be consistent on on the the run part of the game, all right? But um, also, we talk about Dak Prescott. You have to talk about him. He plays up. Plays down. We know who the Cowboys are and everything. Now, this team is not the bottom of the barrel, and it's not top echelon. So, you're talking about middle of the road when you think about Green Bay Packers. Let's just be real with it, and that's true. So, I know with that last game, with the Cowboys beating the Commanders 38-10, I'm not even going to call that uh, playoff deck because you can't really call it right there. But we have seen flashes all season long with Dak Prescott, and we will give him his props. But he has no choice but to turn into playoff deck now. Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen? Because I figure if they get caught early and get down early and he has to throw the ball off a lot, he will throw you an interception or two. And that's why I said running the ball would be a big thing for you. You know something I preach every time we talk about keys to winning a game? Time of possession. You guys dominate time of possession. T.O.P. Dak Prescott will give you a – he will give you guys the ball. I, I just feel confidently saying if you guys come out running the ball early, taking – just tipping away at that clock, make – and then you, you know – not just empty hogging the ball. You get what I'm not just empty chipping away at that clock. I mean valuable chipping away at that clock, putting points up on the board. Meaningful drives. If you guys can do that early, get a stop or two early, he's gonna start trying to be super deck. And that's when he starts making those mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's when he starts forcing passes. That's when he starts thinking he can do more than what he's actually able to do. That's why I said running the ball will be a big thing for you guys. Yeah. And and another thing, too, before we get that score on that thing, uh, listen, last game, the Green Bay Packers did a bad job of clock management at the end of that game, man. That cannot happen. The margin of error has almost dropped to zero. Yeah. We got to get every single point that can possibly get. And that kicker, he need to straighten his foot out, man. Kick the ball between the uprights, all right? We need to take and get that done. So, it is a couple little things that kind of got me a little bit concerned. But what you got in this score? Um, Packers, Cowboys. I kind of do got you guys with the upset. Um, it's got to be one because, listen, this this is week to week. It's going to have to be an upset somewhere in here. I do kind of – I'm leaning towards you guys this game. Um, just because of you guys do it as a full team. It's not a one-trick pony type of team. Um, I'm trying to really think about my choice here. because Think about it! Because we, we understand the roster points. We understand of you guys, when you go down the names, we understand who has the better team on paper. 
I just think you you guys are a very close knit team. You guys have bought into this joy and love thing. Um, young coach, he wants to make a name for himself. Yeah, I think it's that a combination of those things. Why you guys will squeak one out? Um, I'm a I'm gonna go twenty three twenty. <laughs> Teamwork, dream work, and I love it, baby. Can't wait to see it again. Must see. TV. How about this one? We got them Rams and them Lions. Now, I'm going to tell you off the gate, when it came to them Rams, they kind of shocked me a little bit because they, you didn't really think that for them to even be in this position. You know what I mean? Uh, with the Lions, we, we know uh, what their schedule was. Uh, we know their performance on the, on the field. And we also know who Jared Goff is. Go ahead and chop up this Rams uh, Lions because you do got uh, Matthew Stafford out there. And, you know, he, he, he can still sling it. Uh, he can still put it in the window. So what you think? Rams, Lions. Um, Lions did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to play a Matthew Stafford coming back to Detroit. In the playoffs. Uh, let's just be honest. Right. We're looking at things of, of if I get it, Jared Goff played for the Rams. Sean McVay, you know, gave up on him. Send him out to Detroit. da 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 I think it's just a little bit added chip on Matthew Stafford's shoulder of, I was here for how long? And you guys couldn't put a roster like this around me? You get what I'm saying? Very interesting. Then I get to L.A. They give me a team. I get them a ring, and I finally got a chance to prove it in Detroit against y'all that I was not the problem. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't me. It was not me. <laughs> and then you look at you look at things like Sean McVay's been here. Dan Campbell has not, not as a coach. Um, it's kind of hard. Then we, I told you, this Rams team lights it up. They put thirty up on you. They can put thirty up on you easy. Uh, they got Kyron Williams back. They got Cooper Cup back. Puka Nakua just broke a record of, you know, he and this and this. We didn't think of him as a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. So for him to come in and beat that record, they, you know, these guys just broke the record two, three years ago. To come in and beat that record as a fifth round, nobody thought it's, Nobody gave you two thoughts. But if you watch that draft process, Simon they knew. He said, "Yeah, I want this man. Right, I want him, and I know exactly what I'm gonna do with him." And they did it. And that's just the, when you look at it, it's just the, what coaching really can do for you, especially when you have a front office who believes in your coach and you give him, you give him the reins to do things like that. Um, it's going to be a good game though. Cause like I Detroit does have a lot of weapons. They do have a lot that they can do against you. I love Jameer Gibbs. Amon St. Brown had a great year. Uh, Sam Laporta. Um, is extending that leniency of Iowa tight ends in the league. Uh, I just think the Rams will come out scorching hot. I think that they keep up the um, high-powered offense that they've become accustomed to this year. And then I think that defense makes just enough plays against this Lions team. So when you think about that and what you just said and everything, say, Francis, and it looks like this is what you're leaning towards, the Lions losing this game. Uh, would it be a disappointing season for the Lions at that point? Uh, because uh, maybe they wonder may have opened and closed in this one season because they may not get back to this point for a while. Um, it's hard to say a disappointing season because of what they've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their first division title in 30 years. Uh, they finally got back into the playoffs. Um, it's just that 
that streak of not winning a playoff game will continue. But you guys have to be excited. Other than Jerry Goff, you have a young team. And Jerry Goff isn't 36, 35. You get, he, he still got some more years on him. A little um, bit more tread left on the tires. So you got Line them up, though. Yeah, you know, you got to go rethread them things. Exactly. Make sure they right. But you guys have the opportunity to... Offense is kind of solidified. The offense is kind of... We got what... You know, we mm. got most of this filled out. Probably get some more offensive line help. But other than that, it's all in on defense. And I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell's been waiting on this moment since he got here. Yeah. He's been waiting to go all in on this defense. But I think that that's the reason why it won't be a disappointment. Um... You have Jared Goff coming back. You got a young Amon Rasek Brown. You got a young Jameson Williams. You got a young Sam Laporta. You got a young Jameer Gibbs. You got David Montgomery. You go to that defense, you got a young Aiden Hutchinson. Absolutely. Fill it out some more. I don't see why you guys feel like you can't do it again. Yeah. Okay. Give me a score on this. Rams, Lions. I'm going to go Rams 30, Lions 28. 21. Okay. I got a question for you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what happens to meat if you cook it too fast? I'll let you know. The inside don't okay. get done. Okay. The outside look great. Now, why did I even bring that up? We got them Eagles and them Bucks. Okay. They got hot early. Okay. The offense is who they say they are. But the defense apparently wasn't done and ready. Man, listen. First of all, what was that? Back-to-back losses for the Eagles. Okay. And then your boy Jalen Hurts, I think he hurt his finger. All right. He been hurt all season. Now he a little bit more hurt. But here's the here's the kicker. The Bucs only put up nine points the last game they played. And it was against the, the, the worst team in the NFL. Right. We ain't going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't have to. We're not going to say Okay. Anything. You know, it was a cat. It's okay. involved. Okay. <laughs> Eagles, Bucks, man, chop it up. Um, and and you pointed out the only reason why I feel comfortable picking the Eagles. The Bucks only put up nine points against a struggling team, and I when I say struggling, I mean struggling. Bagel them, you know. Um, no cream cheese. It, it's kind of hard for me to think you guys go out there and put up a performance like that, and then you come out and somehow miraculously. Do what you got to do to beat the Eagles. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to, you know. I, now, I did see Baker out there in practice with the chewing tobacco in his pocket. Like, he, he, he that was bubble in, gum. He about to put in work. <laughs> <laughs> he about to, to put in some work. The old, old Oklahoma days. <laughs> Big chew. Yeah. He about, he about Great to flavor. Put in some work, man. But um, it, it's just offensively, I just don't think they'll be able to do enough. Against this um, Eagles team, um, and I think this will be the game to get the Eagles defense kind of back on the right track. Uh, you know, performances kind of give you an extra little oomph to yourself if you come off a good one, especially in the playoffs. And I think they will be able to put up a good performance against this Bucks team, who, like I said, they struggled mightily, and it didn't look good. A lot of that game, I thought the Panthers had a chance to win. We had to bring some kicker up from the stands. Uh, and it, it, it bit us, you know, mm-hmm. missed some field goals, didn't some work. opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, things like that to where, you know, honestly, the Bucks were supposed to lose that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. They yeah. were supposed to lose that they game. They squeaked that one out we got for no reason at all. took away. Yeah. So, it been 17-9 at the worst. At the worst. So, let's call a spade a spade. Y'all mm-hmm. weren't supposed to win that game. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, it's just gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, and I don't see. I don't think you guys have enough to get it done unless somebody like Mark Ev- Mike Evans and Godwin go out there and just go crazy. Uh, I'm talking every ball in their vicinity. They find a way to grab and, and bring down, and it's just a lot to ask for these ask from these guys. Bacon Mayfield is gonna have to play perfect. I'm talking about one of those 158.3 games he had early in the season. Now you know Bacon Mayfield. He he taking he will get you know those those happy feet in the pocket sometime, man. And he has been known to turn the ball over. So and that's what I seen against the Panthers. Um, he it was like I'm gonna say second guessing. Uh huh. But it was. Too many thoughts going through his head. Wasn't trusting what he saw. Should I go here? Should I pull it down? Should I take off? Should I dump it off? Should I? And I could, you could see the gears turning in his head because he did a lot of pull up, bring it back down, pull up, bring it, tuck it, bring it back out. Like you can tell, he's going through everything he's seen instead of seeing reaction. Right. Um, which is probably one of the worst ways you can play the game of football. Yeah. Thinking too much. Mm-hmm. You got to play freely, man. You guys, and that's what I say. You guys played all your life. All your life. Don't get here and think that you don't know how to play. Don't get here and overthink the game. At the base of what football is, it's a child's game. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean physicality-wise, but it's, it was a child's game. We all first fell in love with this game. At a very young age. As children. Right, and played it your whole entire life. So you know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Go out there and play the game. Um, with that being said, I do think the Eagles pulled this one out. Uh, I'll go 24-17. Okay. You know it's going to be very interesting to watch that whole thing. But listen, I got a couple more things that I, I want to discuss with you because uh, this, this this little last week of the regular season, I put it to the eye test. You know, a lot of them got the eye test. Now, let's see whether or not these teams passed or failed, all right? Because this is something kind of on my mind, and I want to know how you feel about this. Now, check this out. Now, we do know that, you know, LJ, Lamar Jackson, he didn't play for that last game against the Steelers. And the Steelers won 17-10. Uh, uh, but the Ravens only put up 10 points, all right? I think the week before it may have been 56 or maybe something like that. Um, so how do you feel about that? Even though they rest some of their starters, is it anything to look into that at all? Not worried about it at all. Okay, not even a concern. Not even worried about it at all. Okay, cool. Next, listen. You taking you got uh, that that when that Texans and Colts uh, a game, we know that the Texans pulled it out. I want to know how you feel about a healthy Anthony Richardson coming back next year for the Colts, man. Playoffs. Uh. <sighs> It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say because we didn't get to see a lot of Anthony Richardson. I don't know how much – I don't know what he is as far as an NFL quarterback. We know the physical abilities that he has. We understand that. But it's the the small things you got to do as a quarterback. Just prime example, Gardner Minshew, last drive, fourth down, behind you, you know? Right. Just a little bit behind him. Can Anthony Richardson make that pass any better? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? In times like that, will he be able to make that pass better than Gardner Minshew? Will he be able to drive the ball down the field in a tight window? Will he, it's things like that we got to see. Just from looking on the outside, not looking too deep into it, you got to be excited as a coach fan. You did this without your number four overall pick. Um, and he was he did look good early on. He he was looking good early on. Um, so you got to be excited. If I was a coach, I would be excited. Now the only thing that 
kind of hearing this playoff hopes. Uh, them Texans got a boy by the name of C.J. Stroud. Absolutely. Yeah, Houston. <laughs> um, that Jaguar is true. Still got my boy T-Law mm-hmm. down there in uh, Jacksonville. Um, it's just, <laughs> you guys got it. And, and that's just, they keeping Jonathan Taylor? I think so. Okay. Now, Zach Moss kind of threw a wrench in there because he did have a good year. Right. And you, we understand how people don't like to pay running backs. But Jonathan Taylor is one of those ones that I think you you, you don't just let walk out your door, right? Yeah, uh, and he can't miss he can't miss the same amount of time he did at the beginning of this season now, yeah, and be effective. That's a big part of it. Yeah, so. you got to get in football shape. All right, well check this out because you just talked about T Law man and and Jacksonville Jaguars because they went from leading their division to being bounced. Yeah, bad fumble. It's it, they it's nothing else to it's all on y'all. All on y'all. Drop the ball. Because you can't even blame T-Law's injury. Mm. The game he was hurt, y'all won. Y'all went out there and got a, and got a W. So you can't even blame that. Um, it's just you faltered at the end of the season. You guys fell apart at the end of the year. Um, Travis Etienne has to figure out a way to keep up consistency as far as just running the ball. We understand what you can do out of the backfield catching it. But as far as running the ball, you got to be more consistent. You go from five straight 100-yard in a touchdown games to – consecutive 30, 40, you know, those type games is, and then like we said, they're a play-action heavy team. When you don't got to respect the run, it's a problem. It takes away from what you guys can do. And did they not on that last game that they played of the regular season pass the ball uh, four straight times? Uh, Yeah, that kind of, I had a head scratch on that one myself. Okay, listen, how about this right here? We still checking that eye test and everything, ABC, E-G-F-I-T. Okay, starting quarterback for the Vikings next year. Who you got? Nobody on that roster. Not even Josh Dobbs. Nope. Is he going to even? He ain't even going to be on the roster next year. Back. I don't even think they bring him back. And if I'm him, I don't even want to come back. Yeah, the disrespect, bro. Yeah, I don't even want to come back. Somebody will give me a job. The astronaut is gone. Somebody will give me a job, even if it's NASA. <laughs> He's smart enough to do that. It rips NASA. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> Man, my goodness. But that's the thing. I don't know what Kirk Cousins' contract situation is. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm... But what about the head coach? Out of there. Out of there. No. <laughs> but I haven't talked... I, I didn't let hear me, nothing about his let job me, yet. Nah, let me stop. He did a... Considering what he was faced with, he did do a decent job. He did a lot of panicking, too, though. Yeah, but that was the thing, too. I don't know how comfortable you feel with him as your leader when he's quick to press that big red button. Yeah, because, hey, listen, the person show you who they are, I believe him. <laughs> you know what you I know, mean? He he was quick to press that big red button, man, and, and it, and it kind of shows uh, how quick you are to panic, how right. quick you are to raise the alarms mm. when it don't need to be raised. We're fine. Right. Calm down. And that's the thing. You're a leader. If you're not calm, if you're frantic, if you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, how do you expect the team to be able to keep it all together? Right. I got you. Listen, check this out, man. What you think about this right here? The last game, uh, the Falcons uh, used B. John Robinson, 11 carries for 28 yards. And that's exactly why Arthur Smith is gone. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why he's gone. Mm-hmm. We understand Desmond Ritter is not the quarterback of the future, but instead y'all decided to go majority passing. And this is your results. Right. This is this is exactly, and the game was close because I cut it off. You know, I cut it off. Came back to it. It was forty-one seventeen. I say, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Alvin Kamara played this game. Nope. 
So how how you what's your thought process on that and everything? They still put up forty eight points and everything without Alvin Kamara. Yeah, whoever Kendra Miller is, he might be taking Alvin's job. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it was such a weird thing, man, because I never heard anything about him really being hurt. I know he had that I think that suspension early on in the season. Yeah. But that was Right. That was it. And it just looked like game planning. Do you think he gonna be uh, Alvin Kamara gonna be traded in the offseason? I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Me too. Okay, now we do know, and I I, I know, but we got to talk about it. Your Carolina Panthers got bageled, baby. Okay, the last game of the season. I'm talking about. Listen, they took a half a step to the side. It wasn't even forward. In about 19 steps back, look like look like the offense of old old. Um, do you have any positives to take away from this game at all? We were supposed to win. Yeah. I guess that's a, the only um nah. And y'all need a kicker. Yeah, we definitely need a Eddie Pinheiro, man, you you're making me mad. Mm. And I was a big supporter of you, Eddie P. You, you, the last three wins we got was off of your leg. Mm-hmm. In in three different head coaches. But that's His leg like, was tender. That, that man, he couldn't he couldn't swing put it. Put some icy hot on that thing and get out there. <laughs> Um, I will say this, as far as the score, it doesn't really represent the game we had. Yeah. Because we did play, a, we, we played a pretty good game. Um, big passes got called back, uh, untimely, fat, like it was things like the fumble, bad decision. I've, I've never agreed with the diving, sticking the ball out thing. The best out there used to do lower your shoulder, try to run them over. It, the worst that's going to happen in that situation is you get pushed out of bounds with the ball. Um, just a bad decision right there. The missed field goal, I can't be mad at him. We just got him from Chick-fil-A down the street before the game started. Uh, Number one combo. Yeah, you know, he was out there handing out Polynesians. And we, he said he played soccer in middle school. So we decided, <laughs> we decided to give him a shot. But, you know, let's be straight up. Who who cares multiple kickers on their team and on their roster? Nobody. I mean, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. You yeah. don't expect your kicker to get hurt. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, you know um, right, don't stretch so much. Just, just loosen it up. Blackshear had a good carry that got called back by untimely, uh, what was it? A legal formation call. Mm-hmm. It, it was just bad timing. Ref was against us. <laughs> Next year, Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, give me a record. It's hard to say because this offense look completely different. Yeah. We won't have these receivers again. Um, I don't think so. I don't think we bring back like DJ Chark. I think we try to bring back Adam Thielen, but I think he he's earned himself a little nice paycheck uh, mm-hmm. that we won't be able to kick out right now. Um, but I can tell you this: we win more than we win more than two games. You have to, man. I mean, have to. Just, I mean, for real. Okay, that'll work. Listen, uh, this is my next question: Who is willing to take on the Zach Wilson project? <laughs> what we got? You know what I'm saying? Because I doubt very seriously he's gonna be with the Jets. Okay, that brings me that that brings us back to something you asked earlier. If I'm the Raiders. I'll make that call. Mm-hmm. I'll make that call. I'll see what they want for Zach. Cool. I'll see what they want. Because what I got to lose in this situation. He has had flashes in the pan, and obviously the Jets don't want him no more. Y'all don't want him. We're just thinking about him. And we got Devontae Adams for him. And Josh Jacobs. And we can make the job easier. 
You know? Mm-hmm. And they're a defensive-minded team anyway. We ain't going out there trying to run up the score on y'all. GM, game manager. <laughs> you know? And, that's, and maybe, that's the, maybe that's the role he needs to be in. Right. Okay, I got you. How about this one right here? Starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears next season. Uh, I want it to be Justin Fields. I just don't think it will be. Mm-hmm. I think they go in the, the route of that rookie. I think they go in the route of a rookie. And try to who? Uh, I think they do take Caleb Williams, um, and then they try to move Justin to try to get some more second, third round picks, something like that. All right, okay, well that's cool then. All right, and last but not least, starting quarterback for the Broncos next season. Somebody in this draft class, uh, somebody out of this draft class. Um, I don't even see. Yeah, I, I don't think they go out there and try to get an older guy. Uh, they might, depending on who's available. Um. But you go from Russell Wilson to who you going in the league, you know? The yeah, league, and that's what I was kind of thinking about. It's like, so where you think uh, Russell Wilson is going to drop? Where is he going to end up after all this is said and done? Because we know he out of there. Yeah. Um, I've seen some some people saying Atlanta. Uh, even that Las Vegas job might be interesting to him. So so you still feel that Russell Wilson still has some tread on the tires and everything. He just need to find a system that fits. Did we see him this year? Mm-hmm. He... He was right back to doing what Wes Wilson does. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton just, you know, stuck in his ways. That's that old school mentality. Like, uh, this is my team. I'm running the way I want. Don't care who, don't care what you got to say about it. Exactly. Cool. That's the wild card playoff, baby. We're looking at those matchups and games and those possible results. Next segment, when we come back, we got the the college transfer portal, and then that college football championship game was played. We're going to have to chop it up. Don't go nowhere. Can't miss. Let's get it. Because we told you we would be. All right, listen, D, my man, listen. That college transfer transfer portal is going bananas, man. It's still making it do what it do. Go ahead and update on that thing and bring us all up to speed. I was just talking about some of the bigger uh, moves in my mind that happened. Um, so we know Caleb Williams is leaving for the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did have a great game from Miller Moss in that. Um, their backup wrestler freshman in the bowl game that they had. He had an amazing game. But they did just pick up a commitment from Jaden Malava, Mayeva mm-hmm. from uh, UNLV, a freshman. Uh, one Mountain West freshman of the year. Had over 3,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. Who kind of bolsters that quarterback room for USC going forward in Lincoln Riley. Because um, they did lose their backup, their other highly recruited freshman um, in the 2023 class, I think, uh, Malachi Nelson, um, who will be heading to the Mountain West. Mm. So one comes from the Mountain West, and one will be going. Uh, he has committed to Boise State. Um, Boise State lost their quarterback in the transfer portal um, to Arkansas. Arkansas lost their quarterback in the transfer portal mm. to the University of Central Florida. And all those guys are pretty decent guys uh, who can – K.J. Jefferson out there in Arkansas brought them back to relevancy a couple years ago. 
Um, I cannot think of the quarterback from Boise State's name at this time, but he was Boise State was rolling this year. Um, and now he'll be able to do it on a bigger stage. Um, and then it's just USC did their thing by bolstering that um, quarterback room after losing a Heisman winner, Caleb Williams. Um, another big thing, Ole Miss running back Krasan Judkins has committed to Ohio State. So Ohio State now has replaced their running back one in their quarterback that they lost they lost the quarterback to the um, transfer portal. I think he went to Syracuse. And their running back, Travion Henderson, I believe, is going to the league. Uh, so that's big for them. Okay. Um, another big one is Julian Fleming, Ohio State receiver. He's committed to Penn State, who gives Drew Alloy, who a lot of people think is the most quarterback-ready class. I mean, quarterback-ready prospect in this 2025 class. Um, giving him a, Julian Fleming was a number one, not just number one receiver. He was number one player in his class coming out of South Carolina a couple of years back. Uh, just like we said, raw receiver you is Ohio State now. They right. do get abundance of talent. So do you do you feel like at this point in time, if all of this works out and the dust settles and everything, Ohio State is in. It ain't no way they're gonna miss it the, the the next time as far as like those playoffs is concerned is not being added to the games that matter. Oh yeah, and it's twelve teams. It's twelve team playoff. Um we already spoke about the big ten, how I think it's a top heavy team. I mean a top heavy conference. Um depending on how Penn State plays next year, I can see three of these guys getting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on who loses to who. And I think we can see a situation of one loses to another, another loses. And like all of them end up with one loss. Okay. Now, when you think about USC, because I know you got some more to chop up real quick, um, they, they don't play in the strongest conference. But um, you see them doing damage next year? I want to say USC moved. USC will be, that's the thing. I am forgetting about the realignments. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten will be a bigger a bigger conference. It'll have some. They, I think they're getting uh, USC. I think they're getting Oregon. I think they're getting some of these guys from the Pac-12 to where now it's it's going to be a conversation of who's at the top. Uh, we Michigan is losing some of their top guys. We see what's going on in Ohio State with the transfer portal, um, and then like Penn State, uh, Nebraska's getting their thing together with getting the number one recruit quarterback. To commit to them, uh, Matt Rule, who had success down at Baylor, um, so we might see uh, some other teams step up in this Big Ten in a newly formed Big Ten. Okay, cool, cool. What else you got to chop up for us on that thing? Um, really, I just got um, yeah. So Damani Jackson, another like highly recruited top recruit um, in the twenty twenty two class, has transferred from USC to Alabama. That's oh a big boy! For them, yeah. Um, Taking Derry, uh, it'll be great to see him down there and see what um, he can see what Nick Saban can do with him. Um, you know, they just get you guys ready for the. They just get you guys ready for the NFL, and that's just the best place you can be. And now, some people who have entered, oh, another one, Trevor Etienne. His landing spot is Georgia. Really? Yeah, he decided to transfer from Florida to Georgia. Uh, He'll be the most hated person in the SEC <laughs> next year. Uh, <laughs> I got you on that one for real. He'll be the most hated person in the USC. And then the next one is something big I want to talk about for Duke. 
Um, they did hire Manny Diaz, so this will be his first quarterback in the Manny Diaz era. And it's Malik Murphy from Texas, a young, strong-armed guy who didn't really have him. He was just an oddball out down there in Texas with getting Quinn Ewers and then Arch Manning deciding to come there. Um, you go to Duke, who had a great year last year, but they lost that coach. So I don't know if it was a coaching thing. And plus, they did have Riley Leonard, who I told you would have been in that Heisman conversation if he didn't get injured early on. Um, now he's having a chance to kind of keep that going, kind of build on that momentum. It's a lot going to depend on what Manny Diaz does to this team. But that, I think that's a great pickup for this Duke team. Um, and I think that's pretty much all I got cool. for the bigger ones. I love it. Now, you know that big game was played. The college football finals was played. And number one, Michigan, Molly Wapped. Number two, Washington, 34-13, baby. Listen, what happened? Uh, just that defense from Michigan came out on all like firing on all cylinders. They were ready. They were ready, and I just think it caught what Washington was able to do all year. Like we said, line up and say I'm just better than you. They couldn't. Man, they couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. Um, the running game was kind of faulted because their running back had. Was dealing with an ankle injury. Got her early. Got and he was already injured coming into the game. Mm-hmm. So then that only made the situation worse. Right. I do uh give him credit for fighting through it. He was making some big play. It was one big block he made early on in the game. And right after he got took out, they put him right back in. Not to run it, but to go out there and make a big block on the outside and he did it. Um so kudos to him. That's that dog mentality. That's that I'm gonna do whatever I can to help my team. Um it's not the results you wanted, but first off for you guys to get there as Washington Huskies, you know, kudos. Right. Kudos to y'all. Because we understand, we've we seen the ugly side of the business with Florida State this year. We've seen how much they value names, even though they don't want to. We see how much they value names in college football. Mm-hmm. Washington just didn't give them a chance to slight them. So I, I, you take that you take that with some pride. You, you won the last Pac-12 championship. You know, you came in number two. You beat the big orange, burnt orange Texas. You know, you did that. Uh, where everything's big. You did all the things that you did. It's just you got to the game and you just got outplayed. And it, it, it happens. That's the sad part of the game. Um, Michigan, great game by them. Um, those guys came out and ran the ball amazingly. I mean, they were smoking red hot. I think I think the first couple of scores was on running plays. Yeah, I, I think that's all they scored. Yeah, was all runnings, all all running touchdowns. Um, Did and, they show that all season? They Blake Kern, like I said, probably best running back in in the league in the nation. Donovan Wilson, he didn't he didn't really get the opportunities, but people knew about him because what he's done previous year. He had a big previous year. The the touches kind of dwindled down this year. But this game, I think he ripped off like two 40-plus yard touchdowns. Yeah. So he he didn't miss a beat. And that's what he was saying in presence. They was like, are you mad about your um your role in this year's offense? No. no. We won. I'm just, <laughs> it, it was before the game. He was just saying, I'm just remaining ready mm-hmm. to when I do get my touches. I know what I can do. Um. And that's just what it is. And that's the type of guys you need on the team because when he's called upon, you see the results. Right. Uh, it, it was just a dominating game for them all the way around. They took care of business. So let me ask you this. We got to talk about MPJ. 
Michael Penix Jr., man, I need you to tell me about his draft stock because I think he got hurt at the end of that game just a little bit and everything, you know. So uh, with that being said, okay, how you feel his uh, draft stock is going to be at this point in time because we, this is not going to be the first game, even like le- leading up to that Heisman Trophy type situation, his stock kept going up and down. And I think in this game, his stock kept going up and down. So as far as the NFL draft, what what you think he at now? Drop? Rose stayed the same. I think he's still in that same area of what NFL people are thinking, not what fans and, and you know, fans kind of get diluted expectations and stuff like that. Um, I think he's right around that range of quarterback four, quarterback five coming out. Um, we know the top two, Caleb Williams, Drake May. Then you got Jaden Daniels, who I think with his performance this year has bolstered himself up to that quarterback three spot. And then it's that Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. area. Mm. Uh, so he's right around that four or five. He can go anywhere from mid first to, I think, early early third, just depending on how people value these lower-ranked quarterbacks in this class. Cause, and that's the thing. I think once you get past the top two, all of these, Jaden Daniels two, Bo Nix, can all go from mid first, mid second, early third. Just depending on how people are, you know, depending on how people are snatching and how teams react. Absolutely. Because, you know, there's some teams that need some quarterbacks and there's some teams that don't. All right. Listen, well, last but not least, and we know we have to talk about it, it's Jim Harborough. Khaki pants. It's Jim. Okay. Jimmy. Someone might call him that. I don't know. Khaki pants. Okay. Listen, with that being said, what 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 what's the foreseeable future for him, man? What you think his 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 boss move gonna be? I mean, what, did he coach his last game in college, or or what, man? I mean, how you think this thing is gonna pan out I at the we, end? I think we talked about this before. We did. Um, he 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 answered all the questions that he needed to answer on this college level. Nothing else to prove. Everybody was saying he couldn't win the big games. He couldn't. He's done it the past two years. He's won the big games. Um, now that he's won the biggest game, right. And with all these coaching vacancies opening up in the NFL. Which is our lot. And the way the league, it, it's so many things pointing to him going to the NFL. It just makes a lot of sense. You're losing your, you're losing your senior quarterback. You're losing your senior running back. Yeah, um, yeah. It, the NFL is going completely towards offense nowadays. It's a lot of uh, job openings where you'll be able to bring in a quarterback. You'll be able to. Um, establish your, you know, not trying to teach a, a guy who was in a system for two, three years a whole new thing. You you know, you can build it up as you want. Right. And on top of that, you're going to get that check. Mm-hmm. Which, a, a big one. Which makes everything better. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just think it makes too much sense for him to go to the NFL. Uh, now, will he do it? Because, like I said, the commitment to those kids, in my eyes, is a big thing. Now, I know everybody's values are different. I know everybody looks at certain situations different. And I do understand the the responsibility to yourself to put yourself in the best situations for you and your family. I do understand that. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, these kids trusted you to say, I will go come here for the next three, four years of my life. Right. And like you say, we don't know exactly what he's going to do. But say, for instance, he do go to the NFL. Which team was the best fit? Ready-made situation, the one he needs to build. I say one he needs to he needs to build it up a little bit. Not okay. If it's not the Chargers, mm-hmm. I think you go build your own situation because 
the Chargers have Justin Herbert. They have Keenan Allen. They have a great defense already. That's the only one that makes sense because everywhere else is the quarterbacks isn't as promising as Justin Herbert. So why would I take this? You give right. Why would I take this job versus going somewhere where I, Washington, where I can get that number two pick? I can get Caleb Williams or Drake May, and I can go from there. You, or I go, you know, any any place like that. Or I go to the Raiders if they call my phone. I go to the Raiders who I do have an opportunity to bring in a new guy, whether it's in the draft, free agency, and I got Devontae Adams on that outside. Josh Jacobs running the ball. Another great defense to build. You know, things like that. But uh, it's going to be tough. It's, it, somebody's going to have to pitch a, a great – because. He's in a good situation at Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to have to be a great – I think it's going to come down to what freedom he's going to have. Mm-hmm. How much How much say-so is he going to have in the team that he's putting together? That's what it will come down to. Uh, and then plus, I think that – every time I, I think that Washington job is – I think it's screaming his name. Okay, okay, cool. And last but not least, though, we know <clears throat> Bill Belichick is highly sought after. He has some old school ways, but the man can coach. Record speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, how you think that needs to pan out? And if it's not with the New England Patriots, okay, where? That's who I see going to the Chargers. Mm. I think they they could use a Bill Belichick, put Justin Herbert in a position to, you know, simplify the game. Justin Herbert has all the talent in mm. the world. Uh, it's to simplify the game and putting him in a position to win, which. Bill Belichick has always done that. Just these past couple of years, he hasn't been able. You can only do so much for your players. Matt Jones and Bailey Zappi did not help him out at all. <laughs> nope. So it, it's one of those situations. And then we understand how he he's kind of a build defense first. Like the championships they won, they had more stars on that defense than they ever had on that offensive side. And when they did try to go offensive, they didn't win. <laughs> they, they won. All, they won everything in the in the regular season. Right. You know what? I'm talking about that Randy Moss team. Uh-huh. Everything in the regular season, Eli Manning came knocking at the door. But, <laughs> but we know his his formula is defense first and guys who just buy into my system on offense. But I think he'll already be ahead of the curve, and, and as far as that, because he has a Keenan Allen, who is a great receiver. You, you know, what I'm saying? so that's the job for me. Bill Belichick makes sense, but I've seen reports come out that he's willing to stay uh, in New England, and he's even willing to give up some of the responsibilities as far as filling out staff and and, and filling out the roster. He's even willing, so I think he wants to stay in New England because if he's giving up that, you know, that much power after so long, you gotta. He just it might just be the case he wants to finish it here. And you know what? It's no place like home, baby. Captain Hills, baby. You know, he, got six, he got six of them things up there, man. They, they probably, he probably got free wrestling. You know, he probably yeah, exactly. free. They're all over Boston. The Bill Belichick burger. You know, what I want to leave here for? My landlord don't even charge me. I don't pay nothing. Can I get two bills to go? <laughs> hey, everybody. We would like to thank everyone for listening today. Please join us again on our next episode of the Donald and Donald Podcast. (laughs) Don't 
miss it, people? Please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. And don't stretch your wind. Just know that it's coming, man. Absolutely. We're going to see y'all next episode. Double D. Yeah.